0: Well, today's episode is going to be one that you should share with everybody on your station staff that touches your radio station website. We're going to be talking about using copyrighted images illegally, how the owners of those copyrighted images actually find them on your radio station website, and we're going to talk about ways that you can avoid being the victim of a copyright lawsuit. You're listening to Better Radio Websites. The definitive podcast for radio professionals who want their websites to generate more traffic and substantial revenue. Get time-tested techniques, secret tricks, and valuable tools in online content, marketing, analytics, security, social media, and much more. Ready for your radio station to dominate digital in your market? Here we go. Hi, it's Jim, and welcome to Better Radio Websites, the podcast that wants to help you get more visitors and the most revenue from your Radio station website. And before we jump into today's topic, uh, let me remind you that wherever you're getting this podcast, whether it's iTunes or some other podcast provider, please do us a favor and leave a review. Reviews are what helps podcasts grow. And so the more reviews that a podcast can get, the more the podcast can be visible and accessible to other people looking for this kind of content to help their radio station grow. Also, check out Better Radio Websites on YouTube. That's right, just do a search for Better Radio Websites and you'll find us there as well. You can actually see the recorded version of this in video form. And while you're there, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel because when you like and subscribe videos on YouTube, that helps other radio stations find our content a whole lot easier. So be sure to do that and we so much appreciate it. All right, so jumping into today's topic of copyrighted images. Most of what we do here each week on Better Radio websites comes from something that has happened the week prior. May it be a phone call or somebody just calling to ask a question on different things that have happened to their radio station website. And this past week we had got a phone call from a radio station that says that they were the victim of getting one of those little letters. Someone found a copyrighted image on their website. It wasn't something that happened recently either. It was actually a news post that happened over a year and a half, two years ago. And so how in the world did this happen? Well, we're going to get into that today. And before we do, I got to thinking, you know, what kind of a person actually puts copyrighted images on radio station websites? And there's actually some reasons that someone may want to do that. Number one is lack of knowledge. They just don't know that Images shared online, may it be a Facebook post or somewhere else, that any image on the internet is falls under some form of copyright. Even the free images fall under a certain form of copyright. And there are certain things that you can do with the free images that you can get legally out there. So, uh, for for example, you can't take a free image and go print it on a t-shirt and then sell those t-shirts. That would be an invasion of that copyright, even though the image is absolutely free for you to download. All right, so they may assume that just because somebody shared it on Facebook or on Twitter or somewhere else that it's free to use on their station website. It is not. Or maybe they assume that because their radio stations in a small market, doesn't receive many visitors per month, that it may not be tracked or it may not be found. Nothing could be further from the truth. Another reason that someone may want to use copyrighted images on their station website may be cost and convenience. Using copyrighted images may be a quick way to get something on your station website. Of course, you know, every news post should have an image component because images get more clicks. But you can't use a copyrighted image in this way. If they're not skilled in actually creating the images themselves, they're not a photographer, they don't know how to create something in Canva or another editor then they may want to use a copyrighted image. A lack of alternative may be another reason why someone would want to use a copyrighted image. Just go do a Google search. I mean, I had this news post and it's just for this particular thing and I cannot find an alternative. I have to use this particular image. That may be a reason why someone may want to use a copyrighted image and just throw caution to the wind and hope that they don't get caught. We want to dispel every one of these. All right. We want you to know that you shouldn't use copyrighted images. We want to let you know that it's not a matter of convenience or cost that you should get around and use a copyrighted image. And if there's not an alternative, then put up a picture of the radio station or the radio station logo or something like that. So do not use a copyrighted image in that case because the, damages could far exceed what you would pay for a copyrighted image from a stock website. And there are a lot of stock image websites out there, and a lot of them are very, very expensive per image, but it's going to be far less than any of the fees that you would get if you have a copyright claim come against your radio station. All right, so how do the image copyright holders actually find their images on your radio station website? it doesn't have to be a popular website for them to find it. If you think a copyrighted image on your radio station website can't be found just because you're in a small market or if you only have a few visitors per month, something like that, you're surely mistaken if, if that's the case, right? Because it doesn't have anything to do with the traffic. doesn't have anything to do with the size market that you're in. It all has to do with the internet and how the internet works. Copyright owners have several tools at their disposal where they can find their images anywhere on the Internet. Now, some of the most common ones are a reverse image search, and Google actually has this. If you go to google.com and you click on image search, you can upload, let's say, your station logo. And Google will look at that image and then compare it to every other image on the Internet. And you may see that some radio stations, if you have a particular logo that you've created yourself and you want to know that another radio station has copied that logo, (laughs) that's a great way to find out if they have. Because Google will see, uh, look at the the image and compare it to every other image on the Internet. Or if you've taken a particular photo of a a landmark or uh, something, some excursion that you went on or something, and you wanted to see if somebody else has used that image. That's a great way to do that. Well, people are doing this and that's how they're finding their images on your radio station website. Another thing that they can do is use a watermark search. This is where they implant a watermark or small logo or signature within the file of their photographs to identify their work. A copyright owner can use a tool like TenEye or TenEye to search for instances of their watermarked images online They can also use social media monitoring. Social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they're all popular places for photos. I bet you didn't know that you could get a copyright infringement on your Facebook page. You can, all right? So copyright owners can use tools like Hootsuite, Brand24, or Mention, and all they would need to do is put their image in there, just like like doing a reverse image search and search for images across social media platforms. So there are ways to do that on social media as well as the regular internet. They can also use copyright infringement search services. Several companies offer services and they basically use one of the aforementioned ways of searching for images, but they'll do it for you if you have like 100 or 200 images that you have in your catalog and you don't have time to go searching for every one. They'll do this for you. Uh, There are services like Pixie, Image rights and Titan copyright that as a service, they will do all of that for you. I'm sure they, they just have some sort of a batch process that goes through and does it all behind the scenes. But it's very important to note that they have these ways of searching for their images online. It can be difficult sometimes for them to find every instance of their photo, but your radio station website could appear in those results and that's how they are finding you. It doesn't have anything to do with your market size, doesn't have anything to do with how many people are coming to your radio station website or how many followers that you have on Facebook, because it's on the internet, it can be searched and those images can be found. So regardless, you don't want to take the chance because they have these methods in place and they could be using all of these methods to find their images anywhere on the Internet. Now, I mentioned services like Pixie Image Rights and Titan Copyright as services that go out and they look for copyright infringements. Now, there are some copycat imposters out there, and you want to be aware of these because if you do receive a notice from someone claiming a image copyright issue on your radio station website, just be aware that there are imposters out there. I'm not saying that you the letter that you received is from an imposter. I'm just saying that just beware. Do some due diligence and investigate who you are receiving that notice from. Some imposters, they, they look legit. They use the official-looking language. They have their logo, links to their website, uh, everything like that. But still, check the claim's validity and the validity of the people who are filing that claim. Because if it's somebody in China or India or somewhere else that is filing that claim, well, they may not have any representation in the United States. So they have no claim against that image in the first place. They could be saying that they represent somebody from the United States. But if they don't actually live in the United States and are able to file a lawsuit in the United States, well, then it gets into a gray area there. Simply removing the image from your website may totally care of it. We've had radio stations that have actually gone through the entire process and had to pay thousands of dollars. And then we've had some folks that researched the entity online and found out that they were more than likely a scam. So they just disregarded the notice and it just went away. So do your due diligence and research the people who are sending you notices. If you do receive a falsified claim, be sure to report them to the FBI, the Internet Crime Complaint Center, and the Federal Trade Commission. We'll have links to those in the show notes. It's just important to be aware of any potential copyright imposters out there and to take the steps to protect yourself. You just don't want to automatically send them a check and admit that you did some wrongdoing, okay? Now, what if you do receive a legit copyright claim? Well, of course, you're going to do the due diligence and you're going to research who you are receive that notice from. Now, if you believe the claim is valid, you can reach out to them, actually try to negotiate and resolve the issue. Sometimes we've noticed that some people will take less than what they're claiming. So you can uh, try to negotiate a fair price in order to take the the image down. The first thing that you actually want to do is take the image down, whether it's legit or not. So go ahead and take it down because that's going to minimize any Potential legal action that you have, and any future ones that may pop up from the same image in the future. In the show notes, we've actually have a couple of links to what one law firm specializing in image copyright suggests that you do if you receive notices from two firms, Copycat Legal and Pick Rights. And a very good reading on both of those blog posts. Now, the best thing to do is follow image best practices for every image on your radio station website. It's going to just make all of these image copyright issues go away. If you just follow the best practices, you have no worries whatsoever. Number one is using the images that you take or create. Those are the very best ones to put on your radio station website because you own the copyright to them. You don't have to worry about somebody it. Uh, We advise that every station make a database of everything in their community, police cars, fire trucks, the town hall, schools, uh, local landmarks, anything like that. Number two, what you can do is if you use a copyright image, obtain permission before you use it. If you use somebody else's photograph, illustration, graphic, even if it's somebody who works with the radio station, maybe a client or something like that, If you pull something from their website to use on your radio station website, be sure that you obtain permission that is written that you can refer back to if somebody has a claim on that image sometime in the future. You can use Creative Commons licensed images. These are some of those websites out there like Flickr, Pixabay, Unsplash that say the images that you use here, are absolutely free to use and okay to use on your website in a professional, commercial manner as long as you don't sell the images. Like you put them on a station t-shirt or in a station magazine, anything that you make money from. Uh, The website is a little bit different because probably you're going to be using the images in a news type situation, so the Creative Commons covers that. You can also use stock images that you actually purchase there are a lot of uh, a plethora of options out there for actually using and purchasing stock images Some of them fall under the Creative Commons and some of them are actually paid for it and some of those websites can be expensive but again they're going to be less expensive than a lawsuit regardless of what you do number five here is always give credit for where you got the image from if you did not Take the image yourself or create the graphic yourself in Photoshop or Illustrator, something like that. Always give credit within the image caption. We advise this heavily. If you go through our Skyrocket Radio website, on any image that you find in a blog post or on a page or whatever, if we did not create the image, we will give the caption to the copyright owner. Most of the time we are using a service called Envato Elements. That's what the one that we are using for 20 bucks a month. It's unlimited photos that you can download. The image for this podcast and blog post came from Envato Elements. So we put their name in the caption. And the reason that we do that, even though we have a subscription, it's purchased, we don't have to put the caption there five, six years down the line, if that post still exists on our website, we won't remember where we got that image from. We're not going to have a database listed in Voto Elements somewhere and that image is there. Uh, we want to be sure that it's on the website and it's listed right there where we have the image from. If you someone takes an image for the radio station, a uh, photographer that you have doing work for the radio station, they go out and take concert photos or something like that, be sure in the caption that you list them as the copyright holder or the person who has taken the image. That way, it covers you far down the road. Unless you're actually keeping a database of photos and this photo name goes with the this copyright and everything like that on the side. Okay, fine, leave it off, but I don't. It's a lot easier for me to put where I got the image from in every caption on the website. All right, that's, and that's just really a good way to do things anyway because you're giving credit where credit is due. All right, number six, be careful with screenshots. A lot of folks out there, they use screenshots, they take screenshots, but you want to be careful of using them because some websites and apps actually have text uh, within their terms and conditions or whatever that prohibit sharing screenshots from that app or the website. And then you want to be careful because the, an image within that screenshot may be copyrighted somewhere else. So you could get popped for two different websites one for using the screenshot and another for using the copyrighted image within the screenshot on your radio station website. Do So do be careful of copyrighted images. Also, don't think that altering a copyrighted image was going to save you. Well, I'll to use this image, but I'll change the colors, or I'll take a part of this out, or I'll reverse it and then turn it upside down or <laughs> and then change the colors or something like that. That will not protect you. Because if that image search that they're doing or one of those services has more aggressive methods of doing searches, uh, because they may search for the opposite version and the the turned upside down version of that image. So you want to be careful there as as well because just don't think that that's going to save you in a copyright claim. It has to be a 100% your image in order to be free of any copyright claim. So knowing why some people use copyrighted images when they're not supposed to, understanding how the images can be found online by the copyright holders and following best practices for using images on your radio station website is going to help you make better decisions moving forward. Just know this, every image on the Internet falls under some sort of copyright protection. And you have to know what level of copyright protection that image is uh, is under. That is ultimately is what's going to protect you, protect your job, and protect your radio station website. I hope this content helps you. If it does, please reach out to us at skyrocketradio.com and be sure to leave a comment, like, and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Have an awesome week online, making your radio station website better. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Better Radio Websites. Remember to subscribe, leave a rating or comment, and share this episode with your team and radio colleagues. For show notes, archived episodes, and more free resources, visit BetterRadioWebsites.com. Need help starting or making your radio website better? Visit SkyrocketRadio.com.